practically blizzard conditions to start the day on Wednesday. A massive layer of snow on the hood of my truck. The most significant snowfall at the Jersey Shore this winter. Winter, I'm thinking ahead towards summer already, and word is that the fluke regulations will be exactly the same in 2023 as they were in 2022. My February article in the Fisherman Magazine details more about status quo, but we did just find out that status quo does in fact mean we're in for a slot again for 2023. More on that a little bit later in this week's video fishing forecast, but it's February 1st, 2023. I'm Jim Hutchinson, and it is 28 days from this very moment until we're back fishing on the back bays and salty rivers here in the Garden State. And a mostly mild weather uh, winter so far, I know we're looking at teens and 20s for the next few days, but this mild winter to me means there's gonna be a lot of holdover stripers and they're gonna be snapping a little earlier than normal. I'm thinking a hot bite right now out of the gate on March 1st. Areas along the Great Egg, the Mullica, the Toms, yes, the Delaware, and also along the Raritan. So it's a good time for you to gear up now, get those reels serviced, you want to get all those bait holder circle hooks that you can find, some of the sinkers and everything else that you're going to need for that spring run. Now, last week we were in Seaside. This week we're along the Raritan Bay Shore because once that March madness begins, it's really only 30 or 40 days after that until the big striped bass start whacking plugs as they're staging on the Raritan before heading up the Hudson River to spawn. One popular plug on the Raritan Bay every season has been Bobby Reed's Back Bay Plugs. Now, Bobby blew up the internet back in April of 2021 with this monster 58-pounder that was featured in our weekly video forecast in that week. I say that because I'm here at the Tackle Box in Hazlitt this week where Phil and the boys will be hosting their second annual Tackle Box Super Saturday Sale and Back Bay Plug Day. It's this Saturday. February 4th, you'll find 30 to 50% off throughout the shop, the entire shop, from, from freshwater whopper ploppers to rockfish candy mojos, fluke, tuna, uh, surf gear, everything, gulp packages, $5 all day long. Plus, come meet Bobby. He's been busy making back bay plugs. He's got 100 metal lip plugs exclusively for this Saturday's event. So, and also be sure to enter the drawing, the striped bass drawing. It's a benefit drawing. Saturday is your last day to enter that right here at the Tackle Box. Doors open at 7 a.m. I did speak to Phil Jr. and Patty before and they expect the line to be around the corner quite early as folks squeeze in, try to get in line for a back bay plug. Now I did mention the holdover stripers before. Now we're not allowed, of course, to target striped bass in the Garden State, in backwaters, and salty rivers, not until March 1st. But the perch fishermen I know, and yes, I know that they're actually targeting perch because they're using smaller hooks and small bits of, bits of bloodworm. Uh, they just can't keep the striped bass at bay. Now, Bob Haynes let me know this week that he's been slaying the spinies by, by kayak using bloodworms on the Mullica River. But those striped bass are thick back there too. And sometimes when fishing those small bits of, of blood on a jig or a, a smaller hook on a high-low, you just can't keep away from the striped bass. If you're looking for blood worms, of course, you can stop at True World in Bayonne. You can go to Hook House in Tom's River, Captain Dave at Obsequen Bay, stocking those bloods. And uh, listen, listen, don't forget, you're looking around for white perch hotspots and you're trying to find bloods. If you're in a bind, don't forget those fish bites bag of worms. 
For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. Now, I did get an email from a friend of mine this week looking for some more white perch advice. The first thing I said is pick up that February edition. Look for Matt Broderick's four tips on white perch fishing. That's on page 26. You'll find the February edition tackle shops like the Tackle Box and all the newsstands throughout, but I would hope that you'll subscribe at one of the upcoming shows so you can get that delivered coming to your own mailbox in the coming year. Of course, look for that Titanic Tog on the cover of the February edition. Speaking of which, there are still some tog to be found in the New Jersey, Delaware Bay region. I spoke to the folks at Tackle World in Rochelle Park earlier this week. They said staffer Mike Sansetta grabbed some of that Jigging World gear, hit the starfish in Cape May County the other day, bagged himself a 16.75 pound tog. I don't know, it just seems like some of the bigger, more plentiful tog numbers at this stage are coming from the lower portion of the state. Maybe it's less pressure. By the way, congrats to Captain Bobby Rush and crew of the Starfish. They just added another boat to their Starfish fleet for this summer ahead. Going a little farther south over into Lewis Harbor in Delaware, Lewis Harbor Marina said there's plenty of boats still sailing out of there for those reef sites. We saw that Captain Jamar and crew on the JC2 again put some of their customers on some of the fish, put Mark and, and the boys here 17 tog over the weekend out of that port. And other research down in that where, area, I mean, yes, you've got the tog on the reef sites, but beyond that, same thing, mostly white perch in some of those tributaries off of the Delaware. For the most part, however, as you get into central and northern New Jersey, a lot of the boats now are deciding to pull out, do a little bit of maintenance before the spring action. On the big Mohawks, final tog trip of this winter, they had a slow pick of fish. They did have a few limits. One of those, young, one of those limits belonged to young Pedro Ildefonso here, who did well along the rail. Now, I did speak to Captain Steve Spinelli on the Skylarker on Monday as well. He was out with some good friends uh, uh, cod fishing. He said they didn't even bring any of the crabs. They just went with clams, had a beautiful day, and did do well. He also told me, Spinelli told me, that the, he saw a lot of herring and mackerel out near the farms. Don't you miss those party boat mackerel trips? Steve, of course, is also running some trips on the Ocean Explorer, which continues to sail for TOG in these days ahead. Now, out of the Manasquan, quite a few of the headboats have decided to pull out and do a little bit of, uh, of maintenance. Although out of Brielle, the Big Jamaica and the Paramount continue to sail east. Porgies primarily on the Big Jamaica, while the most recent trip on the Paramount netted both blackfish and cod. Now, a lot of this open water right now because of the milder winter, it's offering plenty of options in the tri-state region in the freshwater arena. Now, I mentioned the February edition of the Fisherman Magazine that's out now. If you turn to page 58 of the February edition, Tom P, Rack and Fin Radio, field editor at the Fisherman Magazine. He's got a new winter spotlight. We're going to spotlight in the next few months a couple of the local smaller lakes and impoundments where you're going to find some trout. And it's really cool to think of this year because any of those trout that were stocked during the fall and winter of 2022, milder winter, they might offer a good hot spot for you looking for some open water trout action. Now, even Salty Jason, over at Fisherman Supply in Point. 
He was first to admit to me on Monday, he said, most of the best action in the area has been local ponds, local lakes, where guys are getting into a variety of action. My man Lou Grazioso from up in this neighborhood, he too has been getting into some of the open water trout opportunities throughout the Garden State. I've got some upcoming events to talk about, and yeah, we got another dead whale to discuss, but first, Let's go out to the Poconos for our Tri-State Regional Freshwater Rundown with my man George, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Well, hey, thanks, Jim. You know, there's plenty of open water fishing to go around right now. Water's a bit cold, but the fishing's still pretty hot. Lots of guys out catching fish, and I hope you guys are one of them. We had a few guys check in this week. We had Chris Matchison check in, and he was out catching a brook trout out on the Brandywine Creek with a Panther Martin spinner. A great catch there. Always a great tactic this time of year, whether you're catching brook trout rainbows or even some of those brown trout. Spinners will get the job done, even in this cold water. Now, Sam Martucci was out on my home, Lake Beltsville. And believe it or not, he was throwing an AA rig, an Alabama rig, for some of these smallmouth. And he got into a couple. You know, fishing's a little tough this time of year, but getting smallmouth uh, in February isn't a bad deal. But guys, hold up. If you are looking for that ice, we have a couple days of frigid cold weather coming. No temperatures here. Lows are expected below zero. So a couple of these lakes, you might get a little bit of ice. Places like Toby Hanna or Mock Chunk. Places with big water like, uh, you know, Nakamixon or Wallenpompack or Beltsville, there's just too much water to cool down. So I don't think we'll be seeing much ice this year, but some of those other lakes, you might get away with a couple inches, enough to get out, get some safe ice, and maybe drill a hole or two. If you do, be sure you give me a call and let me know how you did. Guys, I hope you have a great week and get out and get on them. From Pennsylvania, I'm George, your Pocono Outdoors guy. Go Birds! So as I mentioned at the beginning of this week's video fishing forecast, the big news in the Garden State, of course, is the word on summer flounder fluke regulations in the Garden State. Now we learned, I learned last Thursday afternoon, that status quo, as I alluded to in that February article, status quo does in fact mean status quo. We can't move off of last year's regulations. So as many of you have seen online at this point, it's pretty much going to become official on March 2nd the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meeting. But the deliberative bodies that are above the state of New Jersey, uh, the Mid-Atlantic Fishery Management Council, the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, NOAA Fisheries, they've all said that status quo means you gotta keep the same regulations you had in 2022. Now, officially, it's official only after March 2nd, but here's what we're looking at. That three fish bag, two fish from 17 to 17.99 inches, one 18 and above. Of course, we're going to have that same difference in regulations, the dispensation, so to speak, for the folks in Delaware Bay on the Jersey side and also at Island Beach State Park. But as we get closer to that March 2nd meeting, I will let you know because we're also going to have to find out about fluke and sea bass at that meeting as well. Now, I mentioned striped bass in the Young of the Year recruitment surveys uh, several weeks ago in this uh, video fishing forecast. We're waiting for the Hudson numbers come out of New York. Well, they are official this week. We just posted that online at thefisherman.com. But the young of the year recruitment numbers out of the Hudson River looks like good news. For the second time in three years, the fifth time in the last decade, the numbers are up and over the long-term average. That's our nursery report. That means more young fish coming into the system. So we allowed a hand ringing about the Maryland Chesapeake numbers being down. Virginia's Chesapeake numbers were average. New Jersey does a survey on the Delaware River, which was kind of middle of the road. It ranked 28 in 42 years 
of keeping tabulation of that young of the year recruitment class. But again, the Hudson River recruitment is over the long-term average for 2022, and it was in 2020 as well. That's all good news for the future of striped bass. Now this Sunday, February 5th, the Saltwater Anglers of Bergen County will host their annual Fisherman's Flea Market from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's at the Hasbrook Heights Hilton. The cost of admission is $5 for adults. Kids under 10 are admitted free. If you want some more information about that Bergen County, that Saltwater Anglers of Bergen County event, call Don Lowe's at 201-832-1298. For you offshore fishermen, the Canyon Runner is bringing their great big offshore extravaganza back to Atlantic City. It's at Harris Resort in Atlantic City. That's on Saturday, February 11th. That's in two weeks. Nine to five, $150 a person. But with that, you get all the seminars and you get all the amazing door prizes. Plus, the folks at Canyon Runner give $10 back on every ticket to U.S. veterans. So you've got that. I do understand that there's well over 500 attendees already registered, so tickets are going fast. If you want to get in on that event, the Canyon Runner Offshore Seminar Series, next Sunday, February 11th, call 732-272-4445. You can email Adam at info at canyonrunner.com. Yes, I alluded to it before, another dead whale has washed up along the beaches, this time in Long Island. I believe that makes 12 in the past three months or so. I have word that there's a dead whale about 10 miles out of Brigantine, Long Beach Island as well, floating around. That could be the whale that washed up in Lido Beach in Long Island, or it could be Unlucky 13, I'm not sure. I'm also not sure, none of us are, if it's related to any uh, seismic or sonar testing for those wind farms. Of course, if you look at the research, uh, some of this high-powered sonar does impact whale behavior. Uh, it sometimes prompts them to ascend quickly to the surface. It disorients them. It makes them an easy target for giant ships. But again, no one's really sure. But it has prompted the mayors of North Wildwood, Brigantine, Deal, Stone Harbor, Long, Island, or Long Beach Township, Wildwood Crest, Spring Lake, Linwood, Margate, Manaloking, Point Pleasant Beach, and, 12, and, and Bayhead. Twelve mayors uh, have written a letter to Congress requesting an immediate moratorium on offshore wind activity until more research and investigations are undertaken. Now, in their joint letter to Washington officials, the mayor said, quote, while we are not opposed to clean energy, we are concerned about the impacts these offshore wind projects may already be having on our environment. Already having. Not too much to ask, really. A little bit more research, some scientific research and studies. I think it's a good thing, right? I know Governor Murphy's goal of 100% uh, carbon-free in the Garden State by 2050 is in place, a deadline looming, but do the ends really justify the means? By the way, congratulations, Governor Murphy, on the eight new SUVs your team's picked up. Smooth ride, that GMC Suburban. Eight cylinders, plenty of petrol-propagated pickup. More power. Oh, oh, oh. Don't forget to register saltwaterregistry.nj.gov. It's free, but you got to do it every year. If you're fishing in marine waters in the state of New Jersey, saltwaterregistry.nj.gov become a legal eagle. Don't miss this week's event this Saturday right here at the Tackle Box. Only 100 of those back bay metal lip plugs are going to be available, so you want to get here early. Finally this week, 
I know the green lights on the Empire State Building, it triggered a lot of emotions, especially in the northern part of the state into New York, and I know, I'm sorry about that, but as a lifelong suffering Eagles fan, I must say I'm feeling pretty happy this week. And for the Niners fans in section 225 at Lincoln Financial Field who left in the third quarter on Sunday with tails between your legs, here's what you missed in those closing seconds of the game. Catch them up, and I'll see you again next week right here at thefisherman.com.